Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection, that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is Origin of Alexandria, or as some scholars note, Origin of Caesarea. Regarded as an ancient Christian writer, he undeniably influenced some of the great fathers of the Church, as well as believers and theologians throughout the centuries. He died around the year 254, approximately six months after being released from prison, during which he was relentlessly tortured for his devotion to Jesus Christ. Origen was a prolific writer, and many of his writings are extant and relatively accessible. On this Sunday, we listen to an excerpt from his Homily 20 on the book of the prophet Jeremiah. And there arose in my heart, as it were, a burning fire, flaming in my bones, and I faced it from all sides, and I could not bear it. For I heard the reproach of many who gathered around me. O blameless, O blessed Jeremiah, accepting, I would say, this little sin, and if he has done some other little one, reproached by many, but the reproach by many was for him a hymn before God. For those who reproach were saying, You conspire, and we, all of your friends, conspire. Watch his intention, and he will be deceived. They planned another deceit, to deceive him mortally, one opposite to the deceit about which he said, You deceived me, Lord, and I was deceived. But those who conspire against him say, And we shall prevail against him. 
and we will take our vengeance on him. Those who were reproved for their own sins think that they were wronged. And because of this, those who have thought they were wronged say, We will take our vengeance on him. Those who sawed Isaiah in two also acted for some sort of reason as this. For it is if, as ones who are wronged, after the prophecies were converting them and punishing them, were reproving, censuring, and they sawed him in two and condemned him with a deadly decree. But Jeremiah said to those who conspired, And the Lord is with me truly as a mighty man of war. If we become the sort of persons we need to be, and we receive for our sins that fire which comes just as it came to Jeremiah and to similar persons, the Lord becomes, after these events, with us truly a mighty man of war. And because of this they persecuted and could not comprehend. For the Lord was with the persecuted one, and the persecuted one could not be made subject to them. Perhaps then, as many things of Jeremiah refer to the Savior, can this not also be such? For you conspire, and let us conspire against him, is said also regarding the Savior. And the Lord was with them truly as a mighty man of war. That is why they, the Jews, the ones who persecuted him, persecuted and could not comprehend. They were greatly confounded and did not comprehend their own dishonor. They who are dishonored in such a time do not speak of their sins, which down through the ages will not be forgotten, but they suppose that their transgressions will be forgotten in this age. But let us realize that down through the ages, their transgressions will not be forgotten. And when we realize this, let us recall the statement, Do not become proud, but stand in awe. For if God did not spare the natural branches, how much more will he not spare those who are contrary to the natural? Lord, then of the powers is with us, testing what is just, understanding minds and hearts. The Lord tests what is just, and he finds unworthy to test what is unjust, and is, shall I say, a banker of what is just and unjust. But this Lord is one who understands minds and hearts. 
Here it is then written that he is one understanding minds and hearts. I seek what distinguishes the act to understand minds and hearts. And perhaps it is one thing to understand minds and hearts and another to examine hearts and minds. He does not examine the hearts and minds of everyone, but of those who have sinned. For I understand, in what is signified by to examine, what is said in this life to those who are being put to the test. In the law courts, some examine and some are examined. Some also are in very grievous pains. Some punishers then examine sides. They examine bodies. But the Lord alone has a new way of examining. For he is one who examines hearts. And in the Lord alone there arises the examining of hearts and minds. Here the sides of thieves are examined according to a command of the governor. But there is not from a command of God, but by the Lord himself one is examined in mind and hearts. Perhaps I say here that one who is given command is the Son, but that the one who commands is the Father, and the Word is the one who examines hearts and minds. And I suppose that whenever he examines both hearts and minds, the more grievous ones of all of the tests, of all of the pains, are those from the Word. Let us then do everything, so that we might not be delivered over to the examination. Concerning which examination, I think that the worst to suffer are those who are delivered over to those mentioned in the gospel as torturers. For they are delivered over to many, perhaps to greater, tortures at the beginning, being not yet worthy to be delivered over to the Word who examines hearts and minds. The rich man was that person, not yet worthy to be delivered to him who examines hearts and minds. On account of this, he was tortured by more. Whether in the future that man does suffer this or not, let the one who is able examine. Nevertheless, the things which await us for our sins are the torturers, and he who examines hearts and minds. Concerning which sins, if we do not get rid of them more quickly, he will be in these tortures. Hence, after we rise up, let us ask for the help from God, so that we might be blessed in Christ Jesus 
to whom is the glory for the ages. Amen. All holy men and women, pray for us. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name. For you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.